if anybody parked in that parking lot right there, please move. They'll tell you. By the cleaners. No, oh, good. What the hang up? <laughs> That's right. Did you walk over here? Yes, sir. You did? Yeah. How many miles? song when I get to heaven I'm gonna walk all over good morning welcome to church I'm Jesse Peterson you can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and Hake is here Hake is back with the beta back he's walking very slow old light but he's back and so he'll take your questions and answers on the YouTube chat line there all right good morning y'all how y'all amazing Everybody doing well? Good. So, any questions? Yes. Uh, last week, um, I was fellowshipping with you, and I have a question about something you said. Okay. Um, I was talking about how I often get in my head, and then I get out of it, come to the president, and I'm back in my head. And you said, just if you have to do that 10,000 times, that's what you have to do. And, right. And stay with it, stay with it. And you said, never give up on you. And um, what do you Sorry. I wrote it down. There's, it's important how you said it. You said, make it personal. Right. So what do you mean by that when you said, make it personal? You said that to another man, too. Make it be more important than anything else on this earth. Make it more important than your family, your job, your friends, your anything. And that's what it means to seek the kingdom of God in his right way. That you refuse to give up. Let anything get in your way and give up. And so you're going to be in and out of those thoughts a hundred thousand times. But you'll finally start to get it. And then you find yourself out of them more than in, in them. But don't give up because it's not easy at times. And the devil wants you to feel frustrated by telling you, oh, this is not going to work. Look how long you've been doing this. This is too hard. Don't believe him. Just stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. All right? That makes sense? Yep. No matter what happens, you stay with that. Amazing. Does it get hard for you sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. And what make it hard for you? Well, um, when it's time to do the silent prayer, it's like, I don't feel like doing the silent prayer. You don't feel like doing it? I don't feel like doing it. It's just... Uh, it doesn't take any effort. All you do is I know. Is there. There's just something inside that's... It's like that's, you're working. So yeah, what? There's just like a feeling inside that just doesn't want to do it. Oh, okay. I do it anyway. But well, don't let the devil talk you out of it. Yeah. Because the last thing he wants is for you to be still. 
It's the last thing. He wants us active and thinking and reacting and overreacting because, and praying to God and whooping and hollering, right? As long as you're doing that, he got control of you. But the moment you give up, he lose control over you. So he does not want you to be still. So you got to commit to it. And it gets easier after a while. The more you stay with it, get up and do it anyway. And that's what I mean, another example of making it personal. Stay with it, stay with it. All right? Nice. So I want to make this statement and get a response from y'all. All of your troubles starts and ends with you. All of your troubles. Since being a young adult, it has always been your fault. It has never been anyone else's fault but yours. All of your troubles starts and end with you. Anybody want to respond to what I mean by that? Okay. Hold that thought, hold that. You might know. So just hold. Anybody else? This young man right here in the glasses. What do I mean by all of your troubles? Since you've been a young man, start, and the reason I say that because as kids, our parents are responsible for us. But as a young man until this day, all of your troubles started and ended with you. What does that mean? It means that we have the power to control our life. And how? Because every action, we have control of our actions. And of how? Our own responses, all our actions in life. And so everything is essentially like your fault. Have you ever blamed others for your problems? A lot. <laughs> yes. And wh- why did you blame others? Because um, it's the other, the darker side of me wants to be a victim. Okay. You know, I, I'm an ex-addict, and I used to victimize myself. And uh, if it wasn't my fault, I didn't have to take responsibility for my actions. Right. Amazing. And so you said you're an ex-addict. Yeah. Well, I'm. Once you're an addict, you're always an addict. Oh, you are. And yeah. why do you call yourself an addict? Um, uh, because that's what you say at meetings, and it, I, I'm not a big um, label guy. So why do you call yourself that then? Um, basically to uh, uh, categorize my, my issue. But why? Why? So I can identify where to... Um, address the things that cause that problem. Oh, I see. Um, what caused you to become an addict? Are you saying mm. one, you go to always be one? I'm sorry? Did you say you, once an addict, you always be one? Yeah, that's the idea. You, oh, that's you want to be that way the rest of your life? <laughs> <laughs> want you, to? Absolutely not. I mean, am I grateful in a weird way that I am? Yeah, because I have a good um, uh, foundation on how to improve my life. Um, I, I, I do the 12 steps, 12 uh, step program, and it helps me become a better person. And so uh, I don't, what, I would love to have a beer 
You know, I mean, you would love to have a beer. Yeah, to be able Do to just have, have one. All right, love is the wrong word. Love is the wrong word. <laughs> yeah, but in the beginning, yeah, that's that's all. That's all I would like is to be yeah. like normal. But in a way, I, I was given a gift of becoming a, or, or catching this disease or whatever it is. I just call it addict or alcoholic because that's how other people can identify the issue that I have. But you also believe that's who you are, though, right? No. Actually, it's not. I, I, I refuse to call myself an alcoholic. But you just said you are and you always will be. Yeah, I just say that. That's not completely... Uh, uh, Ingen- uh, but you should be careful what you say, because you yeah. justify it by your words or condemn by them. Hmm. Words have power, especially words you use against yourself. If I would recommend you not do that, because in reality, that's not who you are at all. You've never been an addict. It's just alcohol. You've been drinking whatever you drink. To that's your god, because you were turned away from your earthly father. So you were turned away from God. So out in the wilderness, you use other things as your God to make you feel better. But it's not who you are at all. You've never been that. And I would recommend you stop calling yourself that because that's not who you are. When you forgive and you return back to the Father, all those things are going to fall away. But if you think that that's who you are, you're going to hold on to them because you think it's your identity. You think that's who you are. That's why when you go to the program, you never get better because they make you name yourself. Hello, my name is John Doerr. I'm a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be a drug addict forever. You're not that at all. You've never been that. I'm glad and you're saying this because I, I, I've always felt this. And uh, honestly, I, I, I gave in to saying Andy alcoholic. Or, and I just used to say I'm Andy um, until I just gave in. Um, until my aunt told me something better to say, which is, I'm Andy, I experience alcoholism. Yeah, that's better I, than saying, I, I, I am that. Yeah. And definitely you don't want to say, that's who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's not who you are at all. It's just your God. You can overcome that. It's just alcohol. It's not who you are. That makes sense? Perfect sense. Yeah. Um, have you gone and forgiven your mother? Yes, I have. You told her? Yeah. And what did she say? Uh, she also, she made amends. Oh, good. Um, I got sober when I was 10 years ago for nine years. Had a little fall, but back then when I made my amends, um, most everybody returned an amends right back. And that includes my mother and my father. They were alcoholics too? Yeah. Everybody, oh. I call it. Yeah, my no, mom doesn't you know it. You'll be that way the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and so, have you forgiven your father as well? Yeah, I have, yeah. When you, as your ego is dying, you'll be able to have a beer and it not be a big deal. Because you wouldn't, and don't do it now until you're ready, but <laughs> you wouldn't get a sense of identity from it. It'd just be a beer. You wouldn't be trying to escape anything. And you might not ever want anything beer again because you have peace. Mm. That's, that's, that's my aim. Yeah. Um, so don't let the world title you. Mm. 
don't let the world give you these titles. It's not, our battle is a spiritual battle. So you got this warfare going on within you between good and evil. And that's all it is. It's nothing else but that. You're none of those things at all. It never has been. That right. makes sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. So when they say go to your little alcoholic program, <laughs> 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 and they have you stand up, don't claim that at all. Yeah, I, I think, no, I, I, I'm glad you uh, pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah, experience alcoholism or addiction yeah. is much better. It's like with anything else, we use these things as <laughs> our God because we're lost. Mm. We, we have a void in our lives and we try to fulfill it with other things, not realizing we need to return back to the Father. The devil tell us and the world tell us we need something else and we don't. We just need to forgive. Okay. All right? All right. Is this your first time here? Yeah. Oh, what's your name? Andy. And how did you hear about us? Um, I saw you on YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, welcome, yeah. man. Yeah, thank nice. you. Thank you. Uh, so, Andy, did you want to respond to all of your troubles start and ends with you? Do you know what that means when I say that? It means everything's your fault. Well, to me, the way I perceive it is everything's your fault, not in a negative way, but in a positive way. You have the control to, uh, you have the power to control your life. You do. Okay. The young lady, Nessie, you want to respond to it? Yeah, she does. No, no, I don't. I would like to sit and listen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you feel nervous? I, I'm good. Thank you. All right. Is this your first time here? Yes. All right. We'll come back to you. We'll get a little more relaxed. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to respond to. All of your troubles starts and ends with you. So to, to, to me what that means is if something were to happen to you, it's just an event. It's not a good event or a bad event. You, one, meaning yourself, you classify it as good or bad, and then you make a decision to react to it negatively, positively, whatever that is. Um, one example that I have was uh, a friend of mine was giving me, um, you know, an, an extreme example of like, let's say your, your child passes away, right? Probably the worst thing that can happen to a parent, as we call it, the worst. Right. Some cultures see it as a positive thing because now that son is now with the earth and now that son's in heaven rising to glory, to God's glory. That son made it to Jesus before I did. So they see it as such a beautiful event to celebrate. And they're genuinely happy about it. They feel no pain, no remorse, no, no negative. So if something happens to you, it's your interpretation, that shock within you to identify it as good or bad. So I think that's what it means by good, everything, whatever the question is you said. I forgot how you phrased it. Have you, <laughs> have you ever blamed others for your problem? Uh, I used to. And why I, did you do it when you did that? Uh, because I thought I was perfect. I thought my reasoning in my head was the way life should be. So when it came from an external event or an external person, I thought they should do it the way I thought it should oh, have been done. Amazing. What a beta. <laughs> <laughs> the young lady behind you want to respond to that. All of your troubles starts and ends with you. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think that's... Um something I'd probably say in the last two or three months that I've um, actually realized. And um, 
I think we like to blame other people because it's an easy escape. Um, and how does how does all your thoughts do all of your thoughts start and end with you? How does that happen? I don't know how to explain that, but I, I agree. But I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to verbalize, but I, I agree with what you're saying. Oh, okay. I think everything begins and ends with us. All right. Does your lady want to respond? What was the question? All of your troubles. It's not a test, y'all. This is a fellowship. <laughs> Just relax. We are all learning. So there's no wrong or right answers. All right? We're just fellowshipping. Praise the Lord. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all of your troubles starts and ends with you. I think as, as kids, we're curious, and we want to know things. So we want to try everything that we think is like, oh, my God, this might be cool. So... The fact that all of our troubles start with us, I mean, obviously we're kids and we start with curiosity and that's where it's like really it all begins. Um, I don't know, maybe because we just want to do it as kids and curiosity wins and so everything starts with us and ends with us because I feel like as kids it's like, okay, they get a taste of what they want to try or we want to try as kids and the older we get, we either learn from them or I guess, I don't know, maybe die with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Isn't it a good question? Yeah. It's a thought-provoking question. We got to question ourselves. We got to know ourselves. Really. The best thing you can ever do in life is to know yourself. You're going to be shocked at how dumb and stupid you are. <laughs> Every human being is dumb and stupid. There's not one smart human being walking the earth. Really. I don't care if it's a preacher, the Pope, and the Pope is tent. It doesn't matter who it is. We're all dumb. That's why we do bad things to ourselves, because we're dumb. But we call it smart, or we blame someone else. Isn't that amazing? What a pitiful life to live when we could be free right here on earth. Yes, sir. And then here. I saw your hand, right? Okay. Oh, for the question. All your troubles starts and ends with you. So if something happens and then we feel angry about it, that's our trouble. But if something happens and we're able to, you know, learn from it and not feel angry, then then there's no trouble. But if, if we create trouble... You know, we, we create it depending on how, you know, if we're ready to, you know, handle the, what happened, you know, through, through God and through the silent prayer and stuff like that. Have you ever blamed others for your troubles? Yes. And why did you blame others? I thought at the time that, you know, it was their fault. But it, the way I handled things, it, it, was, it was my problem. Do you still blame others? No. No good. Try not to, no. Oh, maybe. Sometimes you do? Trying to do better about it. Oh, okay. Right maybe. On. Maybe some. Okay. And that's a, that's a secret. And for me is when I experience something I don't like, uh, I try to think in my mind, you know, like, well, God bless this person so that 
they can find happiness and, and we can all be happy. And that's where my, my mind's changed. Oh, good. Amazing. Yes, sir. All of your troubles starts and ends with you. Um, I get why everyone's saying they agree. Uh, I'm going to disagree because I you think... You disagree because everybody else agree? No, I'm going <laughs> to... Well, maybe, but I think I disagree for a, a more specific reason. I, you know, I recognize the point... So you're saying all of your troubles do, do not start and ends with you? No. Who they, they start and end with? Um, to use the term we use here a lot, I would say they start and end with the not you. Now, being able to see that is going to be a lot more difficult. It's very easy to think that all these... What do you mean? They, they, how, does they start it, how do they start and end with the not you? I don't know what that means. Um, so the not you being like the you you uh, go through the world identifying as, not knowing it's not you. A lot of the poor choices that we make that get us into some of the situations that we might... Uh, you know, claim as our own doing. A lot of those situations are created because we're listening to something within us that isn't us. So in that sense, I wouldn't say that it's actually me that's causing a starting and ending where these problems start and end. It wouldn't be me. It's, it comes from a place of choice, right? We do have a choice. So in that sense, we could see them as us. But the first choice you make is to identify with that thing within you that is not representative of who you are, right? We're perfect. We're perfect love and all of that. But if you can't identify or see that separation, then I, I, you know, I would think that, yeah, you, you would identify all these problems starting and ending with yourself. But it's not truly you. It's something that you've built an identity around. And if you make your choices based off of that identity, you're going to make a lot of hell for yourself. You're going to make what? You're going to make hell for yourself. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes, ma'am, she wanted to respond. All of your troubles starts and ends with you. What came to mind was, um, I, I do agree with that, um, like the concept of the glass being half full, half empty. How do you see it? And everyone, Speak up a little bit for me. Everyone's going to give a different answer. And... Somebody mentioned earlier, too, I, and it's kind of aligned with how I see it, is if you look at everything as an experience, if you look at everything as an experience, you, no matter how you choose to view it, the experience is still there. So if you view it as a negative, you get yourself in a rut. Oh, why this? Another flat tire, another this, another... You know, uh, I don't have enough money. I don't know what happened. You know, all, all those, the circumstances still happening. So we make that choice how we want to view it. Okay, well, well, we'll see what happens. Let me trust the unknown to see how it's going to come back to me. Have you ever blamed others for your problems? Yes, absolutely. And why? Because I always say I didn't ask to be brought into this world. <laughs> and That's right. That, that's the first thing that came to mind. I didn't ask to be brought here. I didn't ask for the family that I had. I didn't ask for the, you know. You being, said I didn't ask for the family? Yes. Well, I, I didn't ask right. for those experiences. A lot of um, experience. Just imagine this. If we're, we're in heaven and we see these people coming for us, 
to make us part of their family. And we did a background check. We were like, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go with that family. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Let me wait for the next couple. <laughs> right, right. Honestly okay. speaking, and it gives you that victim mentality, right? And, and it, comfort, it comforted me um, because I felt like there was a reason, oh, that's why I. That's why I'm a little messed up. That's why I'm a little fucked up. That's why I do this, right? That's right. you have you that helps you up? cope. Yes. You just see it after yes. right now. You know, that's well, just a, a, the in the Lord. moment, right? It's not forever. Go ahead. Uh, when you begin to identify all of those things, although you begin to answer the whys, and I'm at a place where I'm able to look back at that and see everything that has happened to me as an experience, oh, okay. and I that helps me to thrive, to stay positive, because regardless of whether I asked to be here or not, that experience happened. And that helps me choose positive over Do you realize that there is no such thing as a good family? They're all uh, yes, bad. Yes, absolutely. Now I do. How much money, what but color. sometimes it feels like you're the only one. Right. You know? Right. When you're stuck in that because you, you can't relate. Yeah. You don't open yourself up. You, I, I think human beings naturally love to relate yeah. to others. Um, and when you feel like you don't have that, it, you can't see above that. So. Every family, every human being have the same problems. Really. Not one that doesn't happen. Every human being. That's why God said we must be born again. Because everybody have the same problem, different situations, but the same problems. And they all dress up and look like they don't have a problem. They do. When they get home, they become an alcoholic. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, do you still have anger? I'd like to say no. I'm but constantly. The truth is, what? the truth is that I'm on. This healing journey, right? As um, you know, and you know what now? a healing journey oh, of okay. finally just understanding, getting out of that victim mentality, um, forgiving, uh, practicing self-love. Uh, but there are events that I am still experiencing, and I notice the triggers. I'm practicing self-awareness, so I know that there's there's more work to be done to get all of that completely out. So, do you still have anger? You want me to say yes? No, I want to, yes okay. or no? No, I don't. Oh, you don't have. I don't so have. So you forgiving your mother? I have. That's you funny told because her? you know we were talking about that on the way over here. Oh, okay. And she brought that up, and I told her I feel that this is one of the first times that I can honestly say I forgive her. You told her that. My mom. I. She knows this. Yes. Did you tell her? Yes. You went to mama and said, "Mama, I'm sorry for. I, I forgive you." Not in person. No. Oh, uh, you went as a ghost? No, over the phone. Mm-hmm. I told her over the phone. You like specifics? Okay, I called her. We had a conversation, and I told her that although I'm choosing not to have a relationship with her, that I've forgiven her. And, and what did she say? She didn't say nothing back to me. How about your father? What about him? Have you forgiven him? Yes. You told him to? Yes. Amazing. Nice. Um, okay. This young man want to respond to the question right behind you. All of your troubles starts and ends with you. Um, I'm not sure. I know I've, I've, like, I've heard you say that uh, like of ourselves, we know nothing. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. So that part makes me think that 
whatever choices I make are already kind of made for me. So is it my fault? It's definitely nobody else's fault. Have you blamed others before? Yeah. And why did you blame others? Just because I wasn't looking at myself first. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did I see your hand? Okay. So um, I think the question in itself also is a little off because it's... A little off? Yeah, because I don't think we have problems, right? I think we have situations that we have to deal with. So nobody really has, like, problems. And so, for instance, like, um, if we're driving on the highway, a classic example, you know, everybody's probably been through this. Somebody's driving crazy, cutting you off, and um, you try to aggressively you know, pull ahead or whatever maneuver you may take. That's a situation that you have to deal with, but it's not a problem because you can always look back at yourself to answer your question because if you would have left a little earlier, then you would have had to go into a Mario Kart race with this guy beside you and trying to cut in front of him or, you know, the anger that you get from somebody that's trying to cut you off. So it's always a way that you can look back at yourself for every "Quote unquote problem that you might have or issue." Does have that make you sense? Ever blame others for your problems? Yeah, yeah. And why did you blame at the time? Because I had a, a way that I thought things should go, and when yeah. it didn't go that way, I hated the situation or I hated the person that was involved in it. And until I was able to look and see that for every situation, I always had a part to play in it. That's when I was able to to see and realize that it's not about the situations. It's about something that I need to learn. Oh, okay. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So I have two more people that want to respond to this, then I'll move on with it. Right here and Francisco. So All I of your troubles starts and ends with you. Uh, yes, they do. And, and what, do I, what does that mean? To me my perception or whatever of it is it's kind of like a comedian years ago, Flip Wilson. He used to say the devil made me do it. Whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> he's like, the devil made me do it. It was a famous thing. That guy that used to wear the dress? Yeah. <laughs> Geraldine. Geraldine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah. You and I are probably the only ones in the here. The devil made him wear the dress? to know him. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So, um, really, it's, um, I feel that it's because of my reaction. Oh, okay. uh, within me and uh, who's doing the driving you know within me god or the devil and that's my choice and so i used to hear all the time we'll take 10 seconds take 20 count to 30 before you react and i'm very reactionary yeah. but not with everybody <laughs> i select my people that i let push my buttons or maybe they just have that ability yeah. and um, as i've gotten older i have actually lost ground because i was not that way before uh you know i very seldom ever lost my temper so um i just think that it's um a really good idea, and I, I do attempt to do it, is to, to stop as something starts to escalate, as I react poorly to whatever. Do you still overreact? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. I think Even it's probably as recently to, as yesterday. So what now? As recently as yesterday. Really? Yeah. So you count to 10, and you still I don't anymore. I don't anymore. I don't like count. What I usually do is, is say, <laughs> yeah, I count real fast, um, is just say, you know, I try to say, just let's let's stop here. Let's just let this stop. But um, for me, honestly, I have to remove myself from that 
situation in that moment. Do because you have anger? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have, have you yeah. heard me say, go and forgive? Yes. Have you done that? Um, not in person. Why not? It would have to probably, I, I would tell anyone up until. I mean, your mother and father. My mother and father, I mean, I, honestly, I can't think of a thing. They were amazing. They were they amazing. Just, they were amazing. So your mother made no mistakes with you at all? Well, look at me. I don't know if she's to blame for any of it. but You just like her. Yeah, I hope so. You hope so? Yeah. Oh, you like oh, I mean, like your mother? I loved my mother. My mother's deceased, my father as well. And they were extraordinary people. And I don't, you know, I don't feel So how that, do you think you became so crazy? Uh, my later, and I am crazy. Yeah, I can I, tell. I admit that, you know. How did I'm that aware happen that. to you if it didn't come from your parents? Um, uh, when I got married, I allowed myself to be taken in by someone that was uh, a charlatan. You blame your husband? No, no, but I allowed anger to start, you know, building inside of me. But, boy, I didn't release it back then. You know, I I held it inside of me. I was married for 31 years. And um, so the whole relationship was pretty much a big farce on his side. Was it his fault or yours? No, no, I guess I should have been somehow more aware. Was it his fault or yours? My fault for, for... Allowing myself to be tricked, I guess. I don't know. There was a lot of deception that I was unaware of, so I don't know what to say to that. You know, um, I don't think the deception he committed was my fault, no. So you really believe that you didn't become the way you are until you got married? Mm -hmm. Quite a few years into the marriage. But actually, back then, I was pretty calm. Prior to the marriage, you were perfect? No, far from it. What was wrong with you prior to the marriage? I was just a yeah, human. Uh, you were just a human? Yeah, that, you know, was happy, sad, sometimes angry. Well, how did but, you become um, that way before your marriage? Because you were happy, sad, sometimes angry before marriage. It was how some, did you become that way? It was just a more controlled, uh, you know, just whatever happened. I, I had a good life, a good family, you know, I did okay in school. So your parents were good parents? In my opinion, they were very good parents. So how did you become bad? Because good doesn't produce bad. Um, I became um, angry because I allowed myself to become angry. But, well, but how would that happen if you you good, you came from a good family, and good only produced good? Well, I don't blame my parents for, for who I am. And, and why not? Well, as a child, if they'd have done some harm to me or, you know, beat me, abused me... Um, you know, Your didn't mother was feed always me. patient with you? Oh, she lost her temper. But I don't, you know, to me as a child growing up, that was just normal. I mean, I, she would lose her temper and she would yell. She would holler at us. She would lose her temper and she would yell and She would and holler, holler you. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you thought that was normal? You're like, as a child, okay, Mommy, you can hate me, yell at me. I didn't, think she, I, didn't, I didn't think she hated me. You thought she loved I you? I thought I did something wrong and she was... Using her one now. My dad was very soft spoken, yeah. and I never heard him use a cuss word in all of my days. Um, and he also um, never exhibited a temper in front of any you of never us. What? Exhibited any kind of temper. Oh, okay. Uh, and so, have you forgiven your mother for yelling at you and being impatient? Yes, and I can't ask her for forgiveness, but yes. Did yes. you tell her that? Uh, well, she's been deceased for many, many years. Oh, I see. Well, forgive her because that's what happened to you. That's not love. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. And when she did that, it made you angry. And the moment you became angry, you became like her. Mm-hmm. You become like what you hate. 
But I... Um, Does that make sense at all? I understand. I understand what you're saying, yes. Does it make sense? It's hard for me to... I'm not going to sit here and lie, not no, outside of church or inside of church. Inside church. But I have to work to at it. I'm going to have to kind of... <laughs> going to have to think on it a little bit because I've always thought of my mother as, as you know, a very good mom. She what? was. She, she did, you know, yell at us every now and then. Not like every day, but, you know. It was enough to traumatize I mean, you? Uh, I don't think I was traumatized. You know, what what do you think would happen if you saw her for what she really was? Impatient, yelling, carrying on like that. If you really face that, what do you think that means to you? If you saw her for what she was? Mm. <clears throat> well, I, I don't know. The I'm answer sorry? is I don't know. And so, But you're afraid to look at it that way? No, I, I'm not afraid to look at it that well, way. Why don't you look at reality? Don't you want to be free? Of course. You got to look at reality. Your mother did the best she could, but what she did. I believe that. Right, but when she was yelling at you, that was evil. Yeah, we shouldn't yell. Right. And so you need to forgive her for that, but if you don't look at it, see if it what it is. Okay, I understand your. You're not going to be able to forgive her, and so you can go free. Mm-hmm. You don't want to live a life like your mother and die like your mama. You're going to end up where she is. Where do you think my mother is? At George Floyd. Pardon? No. <laughs> no, <I'm saying. laughs> um, I don't know where she is, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to drop your body with anger. Mm-hmm. Because all who has anger are evil. And they are worshiping the devil. And you don't want to die worshiping the devil. Look how, look how hard it is now. And if you die like that, ain't no way out. You're stuck. Mm-hmm. So you should look at reality and look at your father for being weak, that he didn't protect you from her. Okay. He was afraid of her, too. Have you ever thought about that? Never. Yeah. You need to examine these things, all right? Get to know yourself and you'll start to see what's going on. Okay. What do you think about that? Uh, I think I'm going to think on those things. Yeah. Um... Okay, yeah, think about that. I, you okay. can be free. You don't have to live your, the rest of your life like this. You don't have to count to ten. I don't anymore. I gave up on that. <laughs> it, didn't it didn't work. work huh? No, yeah. it did not. Amazing. Okay. No. Okay. Thank you. Is this sure. your first time? No, I've been here oh, okay. four or five, six times. Yeah, I yeah. thought you looked familiar. Yes. Yes, Frankie. Thank you. And then i got to move on. I see your hand, too. All of your troubles... Starts and ends with you. That's a good question. I'm just now realizing, uh, you know, that that question because I used to be on the other side. I used to always blame everybody else, and I didn't like myself, and I was. Uh, See how everybody have the same problem? Very weak man. Came from a bat. You didn't choose. I identified that with other people, and I wanted to be like them, and I wanted to sound like them. So I memorized everything they said, and I became a fake me. And uh, and so I had to kind of let all of that go. What a horrible way to live! Huh? Yeah. I let it go. Oh, and I, I became free. So and what I, does I, it mean? All of your troubles starts and ends with you. Everything. If I if I if it's my will, then 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 I'm making a mistake. If if it's good or bad, whatever I do, it's it's not. You know. I get the benefit of it, 
you know, for my own ego, for my own kind of troubles, you know. Sometimes it's successful, and it fools me. That's an imposter. Sometimes I, I fail, then I get depressed and sad, thinking that I did something wrong. Um, and both those ways are bad ways of being. Okay. Um, the, other, the other side is uh, the person that takes responsibility for everything. Everything is my fault. I've seen some people like that. So that they can control everything. Because uh, if you think you're a victim, then, you, then everything is not your fault. But if you think it's everything is your fault, then you can potentially fix and, you know, put your thing into it. But I know some people like that who think okay. that. Okay. Yes, ma'am. This is so much fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I can see your brains working overtime. I wonder what Jesse had to say about that one. <laughs> yes. I think all of your troubles start and end. I, I disagree with that. I think all of your troubles start and end with the influence of Satan. With what? The influence of Satan. And I think it starts in childhood because... Um, when you're a child, you don't know. You learn and grow from your parents, uh, what you're taught, experiences, what you see around you. And um, because it's, like, from gener set down from generation to generation, like, you think that it's normal because you're a child. But just like, I feel like, just like how Eve was in the garden and Satan came along to influence her, that's like, kind of like the same thing with human beings the way i see it like okay. he comes on he comes and influences so it starts in it starts in childhood the influence of satan and then it ends when you let go and you become free and all right satan. nice okay i see three more people that want to respond and then we're going to move this thing forward yes ma'am i thought of you this week I'm like, I wonder how she's doing. I'm doing okay. Good. Thank you. And then you pop up. That's amazing. <laughs> All your troubles starts and ends with you. What does that mean? I, I kind of agree with what she just said because it's generational curses. So when you're a child, you're just trying to survive. You're being taught, right? You're like a sponge. Yeah. And you're absorbing everything. However, I also believe that when you're an adult, it's a mental state of mind. You are as you think. So if you have a situation, it's more like somebody said it's an experience. It's you can either dwell on it, become a victim, or you can be learned from it. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know. That's what I think. Amazing. Yes, sir. I saw your hand, right? Yeah. Okay. And then Doug got the last word. Yes. No. No what? To the question. What was the question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all your troubles starts and ends with you. Yeah, no. And the reason I ask because I want you, I want all of you to know that you know too. Don't just let me teach you this, because if I teach you, you don't know it for yourself. Know thyself, right? And so I hope to prompt you to start thinking and, and pay attention to self, because you're as smart as anyone else in the world. There's no one smarter than you, and yet as dumb as you. <laughs> right? Isn't that amazing? Did you know that we're all stupid? <laughs> Every human being is stupid. Isn't that amazing? The preacher's stupid. The preacher mama's stupid. The people with degrees, whether a pope degree or, or a regular degree. Yeah, theology degree, whatever. Everybody's stupid. Because if you weren't, if you, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Yes, sir. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. Oh, all your trouble starts and ends with you. No. No what? No, they do oh, not. Are you saying that's not true? Yeah. Oh, okay. And why do you say no? Because it's the perception and reaction to the troubles that starts with us. What do you mean by that? Um, well, like, even right now I'm thinking about in recent years, uh, people that I hire to help work with me and stuff like that. I'd be like, I don't understand. I'm giving you everything. Why you can't just do the one thing? <laughs> and I realized that if the head is not being fully clear or dysfunctional, it just trickles down to the body. So you're, you're blaming, like, how do you not, but really if you see yourself, you're, not, you're doing something that's not, you know, being very clear or not being the best example for everyone else to fall in that order. So oh, okay. in a lot of ways, we're, we think that the trouble is there, but it's how we're perceiving it and how we're reacting to it. Do you blame or have you ever blamed others for your problems? Yeah, th that example. Oh, okay. People that I work with, I'm like, what do you, like, are you dumb? Like, why can't you? And I'm, and I'm like, wow, but it's because when I look at myself, I'm not being fully clear or I hired the wrong person. <laughs> and that's okay. also, you need to have a realization that that's not really a trouble. It's just how you're re reacting or perceiving it. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, sir. All your troubles starts and ends with you. I'm going to say true. And why do you say, what does that mean? The moment I believe a thought, I react. Okay. So my, that, that could be trouble that I'm, I'm bringing upon myself. Um, but I will say it this way. That was before. Now I, I know that I don't have trouble. Because you don't? At the, I know now not to believe in my thoughts, or when I do, when I do, because sometimes I still do, I, I'm learning to recognize it a lot quicker. So oh, okay. then it, once, once I, I notice that about myself, or I notice that I'm in the thought, it literally goes away, and it's over. Nice. Yes, Nick? Um, I agree that, yes, you, it does start and end with you. In what way? Because what we don't realize is we set ourselves up, actually. We're doing, we're like, like, for example, take the, an extreme example, like being poor. People being think what? being poor. Okay. They're like, oh, it's because of other circumstances. But really, if you look at it, it's the way you're living. You're like, there's some immorality. You're not saving. You don't really... You said being poor, right? Right. Oh, okay. Poverty. Right. That comes from, it starts and ends with you because it's actually something in your, right, you're kind of living immorally, really. I see poverty as living immorally. Oh, okay. So it's like, it starts and ends with you, but also in our, like, lives and our relationships, you, you, you don't realize what you're playing with it sometimes. Like, in a relationship, you might be doing something that sets you up later, you don't realize. Like, right. people don't realize, for example... Premarital sex, for example. That's a good one. What? P premarital sex, for oh, example. Why do you say it so fast? Premarital sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody feeling ashamed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's say what happened. Premarital sex. What? Premarital sex. Premarital sex. I don't want to say it. <laughs> That's a good example right there. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, people don't realize that they're setting themselves up. Okay. I, um, speaking of being poor, I grew up in Alabama, as you know, in a wood, a tin roof home, house. 
and it had two rooms, a living room and one bedroom, a kitchen, and that's it, and a front porch. And the bathroom was outdoors. We had to go outside to use the toilet. You ever had to do that? It's so much fun. Oh, you didn't know that? But you, you know. And, and most of the food we had, we got it, we had to plant. We formed our own food, right? We would go to the store and buy some stuff. But I never knew I was poor. I just never thought of it as being poor until I moved to the city. And I started hearing the civil, so-called civil rights leaders saying that we were poor. I was like, well, I didn't know I was poor. <laughs> I was happy. I was poor. You know what I'm saying? And because I had never compared myself to anyone else, I never thought of myself as being poor. Isn't that amazing? And then somebody said you were poor. I'm like, oh, okay, I just didn't know it. But anyway, every problem that you ever had started with a thought. It started with you first. It started with a thought. All of your life, you never had your own thought. But every problem you had was really a problem, but you didn't know that the thought was the problem because you believed the thought. Just think about it. Every situation that you've ever been in, it started with you first. Whether somebody seduced you to something or made you feel a certain way or what, it started with a thought first. You ever thought about that? Every situation in your whole life that you walk this earth, started with a thought, and then you acted out, or you came in some kind of way, you get mad, or you overreact, or you get married, stay with a man for 30-something years, and then blame the man for it. But it started with you, and had you not given into the thought, you could have just rejected it, let it go by. But you believed it, and the thought gave you a feeling. It gave you a fake good feeling, or it give you a fake bad feeling. And once you identify with the feeling, it got you. It makes you do the things you don't want to do. Or prevent you from doing the things you want to do. But every problem you ever had in your whole life and will continue to have start with you and ends with you. It's never no one else's fault. Their problems are started with them too and ended with them with a thought. And if you get to watch those thoughts, it's going to blow your mind. I want you to pay attention to thoughts. All thoughts are all lies all the time. And so when you start to know yourself and you relax and just watch those thoughts and allow the truth to overtake you, the truth is God, his love, right? Once you forgive by realizing, hey, I'm wrong for being angry. I got to forgive. I become like who I hate. I got to go and forgive my mother because it starts and comes through the mother, right? And then the father is too weak because they're just like their mothers. And they end up marrying mama and the cycle repeats itself. But every thought ends with you. So when you overcome thoughts, you're going to overcome all problems. And whatever someone else does or say will have nothing to do with you at all. It's on them. It's not you at all. And what happens is God allows you to, the light of God inside of us, the kingdom of heaven is within. He allows you to see that you are not your thoughts, that they've been lying to you, and you've been believing them and acting them out. And rather than taking responsibility, you blame others. 
oh, it was my husband, it was my wife, it was my friends. It wasn't them, it was the thoughts. And so what God will do as you're watching the thought, the light of God will renew the mind. He will take all that stuff away from you and you will live a life without thoughts. Because thoughts are of the devil. Every thought you ever had, you've been worshiping the devil thinking that it was you. And blaming others, as long as you blame others, you're never going to see that it's not their fault. It's our parents' fault for not being right when we were growing up. They have no love. They have anger, but they're doing the best they could. They believe thoughts, too. But every situation starts with a thought, and it ends when you end thoughts, when you overcome them. You will never have any more issues. Never. It would be impossible because you would be in the world. Now you're walking by the light with a renewed mind, a free mind, a clear mind. And you wouldn't be going with emotions at all. Emotions are evil. There's no such thing as a good emotion. And if you notice, all emotions come from thought. In order to feel depressed, you have to have a depressed thought first. Oh, I'm no good. I'm poor. I'm too black. I'm too white. You are a racist. Yeah, I am a racist. You believe a lie, and you start feeling that way, and you act it out. You either become afraid to speak up, or you get violent, or you go and hide, use something to escape. But all troubles start with a thought. And if you only pay attention to that, it's going to blow your mind. We, we are in a mess and don't know it. And we will continue in this mess because we refuse to take a look at yourself. It's hard to get people to look at themselves. The, the ego, which is the devil nature, will not allow you to look at you. You got to want to see you. You got to be fed up living this way. Just miserable. It's a miserable life to live in thoughts. You're not happy that way. No such thing as a good thought. But every one of them originate with you. It's not the other person's fault at all. Because the reason they're doing what they do to you because they're living in their thoughts too. They're obeying thoughts. Thinking that it's the thoughts are their own. And thinking that if they could get revenge or if they can be mean to someone or if they can seduce someone or be nice, somehow or another their life's going to be better. And it doesn't. It's all you now. It's all you. And it originates with a thought. And it ends with a thought. When the thoughts are done, all your troubles be done too. No one, you will never be shy anymore. You will never be afraid. You will never go along with the crowd. You will not need anyone or anything to identify with because your identity completely comes from God now instead of from the devil, which is of the imagination. It's of the imagination. You're worshiping the devil when you're into thoughts and denial. Just think about it. I want you to really focus. If you really pay attention, you're going to see all your life, it always started with what you thought about it and how you felt about it. Anybody deny that? That makes sense a little bit? It all started with you. That is amazing news to me. It all started with you. But when you overcome that anger, you got to you got to forgive first. 
so you can enter into the kingdom of heaven. And once you forgive, once you realize I'm angry, I'm wrong for being angry. I'm playing God. I'm judging myself and others. When you truly see that, then you enter into the kingdom of heaven, and then you start to see the light just shine in the darkness so that you can see you. To see, as someone said, to not you, see what's going on. You are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. I read an article the other day that uh, Dennis Prager wrote. And Dennis is a radio talk show host. And he said, I'm paraphrasing the article that the, most of the problem, I think he said most of the problem today, is, is, especially today, is because of the woman. And the more educated they are, the, and I'm paraphrasing what he wrote, the worse they are. Because their ego, women haven't been taught to check their emotions. Men have been accused of being violent, and so men have been checked. You're so violent, you're violent. But women have not been told you need to check your feelings, your emotions. And so in our government, most of the government now are made of women. Most of the teachers are women. Most of the business companies now are becoming controlled by women. And the homes are being controlled by women. And women are the ones that, because of their emotion, they bring in all this stuff. The librarians are mostly women. And the women who allow the gay people to go and drag queen people and go and read books to the kids and dance their little gay stuff. <laughs> in front of the kids. It's the women who agree for the most part that you can cut off the boy's body part or the girl's body part and attach another part because they identify emotionally with this stuff. They believe the lie. And the more emotional it is, the more they believe it and give into it. And this is why men got to return back to their natural state of being so that they can uh, guide the women and children. And women got to check their emotion. They got to overcome that emotion because it's deceiving them. And the more educated they are, the harder it is to get women to see that they're wrong. And that's so true. Ladies, this emotional stuff is evil. It's not helping you. It's not you. It's the nature of the devil. And you have identified with it as you. Isn't that amazing? Uh, All you confusing. confusing? What do you mean? Oh, hold on for a minute. It's Take the mic for me. Oh, it's definitely confusing because women were made um, to have a hormone imbalance every month. So what you're telling me is, you know, if, if a woman is um, going a little crazy seven days out of the month, it's understandable. Uh, but men don't experience that. So why is that? Oh, good question. We <laughs> had that conversation before. I didn't know that every month, once a month, every month, women be carrying on like that. Yeah. I, I didn't know they'd be cuckoo. Yeah, they'd be mad, they'd be right. crying, they'd be acting out. Yep. All, all because of that. Sometimes, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and so what I suggest for that, overcome your anger. So when that does happen, she's talking about the monthly, what do you call it? <laughs> Checkmark. The month cycle thing. <laughs> so when that happens, if you didn't overreact to it, just relax. And let it happen, you wouldn't get that way. 
Oh, I don't get that way. Oh, but how do you know about I've it? Don't have, no, my situation changed a long time ago. Oh, but when you were having to go through it, yeah, you were, but, oh, yes, a lot of people and a lot of had like you my known, though, had you known to relax through it and oh, not, but your your easy. mind had already trained you. The thoughts had trained you. Mm-hmm. Oh, July second coming, get ready, <laughs> and you're yeah. already ready to overreact rather than being still through it and whatever come right. with it. Just relax, and you wouldn't have to go through that. Um, it's I like I remember when women used to have babies without the shot stuff. Oh, yeah. At home, they would have babies. And the, the midwife would tell them, relax, relax, and relax. And when they relaxed, it was easier to have the baby. But if they tense up and overreact, it was harder to have the baby. They, mm. they didn't cut women over in the good yeah. old days because they were taught to relax. If you relax through life, life is amazing. I wanted- it will happen on its own. I wanted to uh, tell you that I did do this, your silent, well, not yours, but I got into the silent prayer. Right. And um, when you were talking, the subject you were talking about today, it, I saw a light bulb because when I was giving in, when I was truly, truly relaxed, I heard, I saw something really great. Yeah. And then my father called my name and interrupted it. And it, I couldn't, I wanted to get back there. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't ever get there again. It was really unfortunate. But, but no, it's not unfortunate. Like I was telling this young man, you're going to be, because you're waking up now, and you're so identified with thoughts and feelings, it's hard to lose that because it feels like you're losing your own identity. Like you're right. losing a part of yourself and you're not, right? So don't worry about it. It'll come back. Just stay okay. with it. Stay with the prayer. Because every time I tried thoughts. to get, you know, and then every time since I've done the silent prayer, I found, well, not every time, but most of the times well, I find myself going so relaxed and so deep that I get scared. I mean, I literally have had some very scary moments where I, I've wanted to, like, like I shake my head and I want to, like, almost, it's not on sleep mode. It's just, you know. Give me that. Can you give me an example of a scary moment? Can you remember well, what, yeah, something yeah. that happened and you became afraid? Yes. I was uh, having flashes of my life. There was flashes of my life in, in my thoughts. And they were all bad thought, bad flashes. Right. And then it would just like go really black, like almost like a thunder. And then, and again, flashes of bad things in my life. Nice. And then I would just like, I would get scared. I would be gasping. I'd wake up. <gasps> I wasn't asleep, but I'd wake up. I don't know how to explain it, but, yeah. you know, um, um, came out of meditation. And but that's beautiful, though. To. It's the light that shines in the darkness. Like someone said, we are possessed. When Jesus was walking the earth, he went around healing people. And what he was doing is rebuking the devil from them. You know, they, they were having all these mm-hmm. different things, throwing up at the mouth, forming at the mouth and all that. But they were possessed by the devil. And when he rebuked the devil from, from them, the, the, the sickness will lead to. And that's what's happening with you now. You are possessed and you never sat still so you could see that. Right. And it's the light that's showing you that. And the light is rebuking the devil. How do I slow it down? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. When I try to control the thoughts or like rush it, yeah. slow it down, <clears throat> that's when I get these... these um, I don't know. I, I just heard um, Paul saying, 
Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. That's what I. Yeah, could, you don't you know. want to control it. You want to let go. Yeah. Really, don't have any ideas about it. Don't try to make it be one way or the other. Right. You want to let go and let it happen. That's what I got to learn. And to don't do. try to make yourself come back to that amazing moment you had before your father interrupted you. That'll come back naturally. Yeah. It will come back because it's not you, it's God in you, right? Mm -hmm. And he will bring that back to you. But you just stay with the prayer. Got it. And don't let the devil tell you, oh, you're never going to get that back. It's like getting high for yeah. the first time. You ever got high before? You okay. smoked pot before? Yes. You know, when you first hit that joint, you get high, you feel so good. <laughs> not me. I was slamming on the brakes on the white lines on the freeway thinking they were white dogs. <laughs> well, you was driving I while was you were smoking? Well, no. Yeah. And then, but, and then you try to get that, high, that first high moment back, right? And so you end up smoking all this kind of pot, oh, and then God. that's not enough. Now you got to do some <laughs> cocaine, oh, try to get that back. Don't try. Yeah. I gotta that's what draws you in. let it go. Yeah, let it go. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> uh, I saw Francisco first. Anybody want to comment on what I said about yeah. how it starts with you and ends with you? It's nobody else's fault. It's in your mind, and you think that is you, and you go with the thought. You really do. But if you didn't go with it, knowing that it was you, everything would be fine all the time. There's no such thing as problems. It's a, problems are an illusion because you believe the thoughts. Uh, yes. And then right there with your glasses. It's what I've noticed about. Oh, I saw your hand too, right? Okay. I've seen, I've seen little kids. I've seen little kids before that time has come to them. They're so happy that you want to kill them because they don't have any of these thoughts in their head. They don't. I never want to are, kill a happy child. They're jumping, <laughs> jumping around and skipping and so extraordinarily happy until the, the, the things of life because they don't know that they're poor. They don't know that they're rich. They don't know that they don't have this or that as long as they have their parents. And so uh, little kids are like that uh, that I've noticed. And then they start hearing these thoughts and they start believing them and then that happens. Once they become leaves. angry. If you never if a parent never made a child angry, just imagine this. If your parents never made you angry, you will always hold on to your innocence. And never have to go through this that we all try to overcome. It's only because your parents made you angry. If they never made you mad by yelling at you or being impatient or whatever, no matter what happens in life, you would never go through all the darkness of the imagination. But the parents are going to make you mad. There's no way around because they don't know. That's what's meant to be, be like a child. That's what he, I think Christ was talking about. Yeah. Have that happen. Have Amazing. that happiness. Yes, ma'am. I have a question because recently I've struggled a lot. Oh, hold that question. Yes. Hold that question. Uh -huh. I saw this movie the other day where this girl, this lady, young lady, had imagined having a perfect wedding. She had imagined having a perfect wedding, right? Beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And so she, she was dating with this man, and they were fighting off and on. They had known each other for a long time. That didn't work. So she started going online and to clubs looking for a man with money just to marry him so she could have a beautiful wedding. Right. And so she finally found a rich man that 
he didn't want to be married. He didn't want to be married either. She didn't want to commit to a relationship. He just needed to get married so he could get a promotion on the job, <laughs> right? Pretend that he was married and get a promotion. So they start, okay, they sign a contract. He's going to give her $5 million. They will only have to stay together for a year and, and get married. I mean, get married, stay together for a year, and then they can separate. And he would give her $5 million, plus he'll pay for the wedding. Whatever she wanted, she could have her perfect wedding. And so time went by, and she had wanted him to start helping her to plan the wedding. You know how women want men to be planning the wedding? Too? <laughs> men don't feel like planning no wedding. <laughs> you don't love me. You don't plan with me. So she was trying to get him to be a part of the planning. And he would try to be. He would fall asleep while she was looking at all these different pictures and dresses and things. And so he sent his, uh, this other guy to help her. This guy worked for him, his assistant, to work with her to put the wedding together. And so it was so interesting. And so the guy, his helper, his helper was helping her, and he made her feel beautiful. I understand you. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you want, how you want it. And then she was like, what about these flowers? And he named all these different color flowers. This rose, we need to put a rose in here because you're so beautiful. We need to put white flowers because you're so pure. Oh, we need to put this because you're in love. And she was sucking it in. <laughs> I mean, eating up those lies. And then, and so she started to feel something for the man, her husband, helper, right? Mm -hmm. Because he would just feed her ego. He was totally lying to her. And he would feed her ego, so she would just look at him in the eye, at her in the eye. And then they end up kissing. And, they, and so they fell emotionally in love with one another. And, uh, and so just before the wedding, the old boyfriend had been trying to get her. She wouldn't answer the phone anymore, so he was like caught up. He was trying to get her back. And so um, he finally came back and he said, look, I want to marry you. I love you. She's like, well, you never told me that before. Too late now, I'm getting married, but I love you. You're so beautiful. And she started falling for that again. <laughs> and then long story short, the, uh, so she and the man's helper fell in love. But she and this other guy are going to get married anyway. So she had this big, beautiful wedding, and they were standing down at the altar, and the preacher was about to do the wedding. And so the preacher asked the man, do you take this woman for your wife? He's like, yes. So she asked the wife, the potential wife, do you take this man for your husband? And she was like, no, I don't. Because it's not what I thought it was. I'm in love with this guy. Right? So at the wedding. So she called off the wedding. Everybody there, beautiful wedding. Beautiful dress, as they call it, beautiful dresses. And she ended up falling for this guy and called off the wedding with the man. So she had to turn the money back in and everything. And then the the boss told the other guy, I'll fire you, no job. So she ended up marrying the guy that she thinks is in love with her and that she's in love with, not seeing it as all ego, all emotional. And as soon as that good feeling is gone, she's going to end up with the same kind of man. She's going to hate him, and he's going to hate her. But she was, she was caught up emotionally. So ladies, y'all got to check your emotions. Mm -hmm. 
That stuff ain't real. That's why it doesn't work in relationships or anything, because it's not real. At some point, you got to see it's not real. And don't ever tell your boyfriend or your husband, you don't care about my feelings. You don't, you, you, I'm all upset and you smiling. You don't care about, he's not supposed to care about your feelings. Those are not your feelings. That's evil. And you're going to hate him for doing that. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. No, my amazing co- story, huh? Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. What's the name of the movie? I don't know. I just <laughs> happened to flip through it, and it got my attention. <laughs> I wish I could think. I don't know. <laughs> What's going to happen is, when you, as you're waking up, and you're understanding human nature, you're going to kind of see glimpses of this mess everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And you're going to be like, wow, I didn't see all this before. Mm-hmm. I thought, as you were saying, I thought I was the only one. I think you were saying that too. You're not the only one. Everybody messed up. <laughs> the president and the president mama, the president <laughs> wife, his sons, everybody messed up. Everybody messed up. I'm telling you, there's not one that's not messed up. All right, go ahead. So, What I wanted to ask you is, do you think that the thoughts that we have are from when we were kids? Our subconscious mind, is it constantly triggering us? And as we grow as adults, we have triggers? Yes. And these thoughts, or is it the devil that plants these thoughts in our head? It's the devil thoughts in your head. The moment you become angry as a little child when your mother is impatient or too mothery and your father is not protecting you from her, the father's weak, you hate his weakness too, that very moment you go from a conscious mind to an unconscious mind. Uh, as long as kids have a conscious mind, which is of God, they will forgive their parents just like that. If the parents yell one time, and the parents are like, you know what, I'm so sorry, I was wrong. The kids let it go just like that. But if they keep doing it, and the kid become angry, their mind change, and they start to overreact, they cry, they get mad, they start acting just like the parents. And that overreaction caused them to grow into the darkness of the imagination, they escape in there, and they start to believe that that's who they are. They are, and so they stay with that. It become their false identity. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Right. And it's hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. And the only reason, the only reason that it's so hard to overcome, you have totally identified with it as you. Mm-hmm. It feels like it, it sounds like you. And it feels like you, the pain is in the body, so it must be me. It is not you. It really is not you. Embarrassment is not you. Shyness is not you. Aggressive anger is not you. Anger period is not you. Uh, The unwilling to face it is not you. It's not you. That's why people loved, people so identified with it, they really think that it's them. And if they let that go, what will I have left? You know, what will I have? And, and that's where you want to be, where you don't have anything. No identity at all. And while you're going through this, what God is doing, when he's renewing the mind, he's really getting rid of all your identities, all of your plans, everything you think you want, all the things. He, he's taking that away from you and renewing your mind, and you just have a clear mind with no needs, no wants, no nothing. 
and you just live your life and it will just unfold for you and it'll be amazing. And how do you get, how do you do that just by being aware? Yes, that's just... all. There's nothing else required. Do not do anything else but be aware of the thoughts because it's God, these are the thoughts, this is you, and you've been one with the thoughts for so long. And now you, you finally pause in your life and you wonder, why am I so messed up? You know, I'm not getting better. Mm -hmm. I'm still angry and afraid and all that. And so the moment you start questioning you, you'll come out of them a little bit. And a little light will make you think, wow, this is so nice. I, I didn't know that. And then you want more, you want more, you want more. All you need to do is observe them. Don't judge them as good or bad because Satan will try to make you judge. Oh, this is bad. This is good. This is right. This is wrong. Don't do it. And just watch them interchange by itself. Okay. Thank There's you. There's nothing required. All right? Good yeah. question. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry? How long? <laughs> how long? <laughs> Never ask how long. But what you can ask is to God give me your will to do your will. And he will. He, will, he love us. He really, but we're so identified with the devil thinking that it's him. And it's not, or that is us. Well, you can go to church and read the Bible and quote the scripture until the cows come home. You can pray, Holy Jesus, Lord, bless my mama, bless my daddy, give me a husband, give me a wife. <laughs> You're praying to the devil. You're worshiping the devil. You're not praying to God. Because God said, you know not what to ask for. You know not what to pray for. Think not of those on these things at all. And don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, and where you're going to live. And all that. I'll take care of those things for you. He'll take care of you. He will make a way. It will happen like magic. But it's greater than magic. That makes sense? But the ego don't want you to know the devil is providing for you, but all the wrong things. Everything that the devil gives you is not good. Huh? We said pay back. What do you mean? I'm saying when when you take that, uh, you know, you're talking about the thoughts, right? And like, I get where that line is you're talking about because we have to identify with the thoughts in order for the thoughts to feel like us. So anytime you make a deal with the devil, right, uh, you'll get. It's like what he said to Jesus on the mountain, right? He give you all this. All you have to do is just like, you know, not, not believe in your father. And he's like, you know, not going to do it. That deal, we all get a, um, confronted with throughout different parts of the day or our lives. That like Faustian deal of I'll give you this in exchange for your soul or whatever. When you, you kind of give up and you give in to the devil's temptation, you got to pay. If you ever come to God and you go back on that deal with the devil, like you're going to pay it back. He's oh, okay. going to take it back. All right. I don't quite understand, but okay. You, you, you pay for the, the riches and gold you get in this world if you try to go against the, the beast, I guess. It's gonna take, well, you're going to lose it. you suffer for it, for sure. Yeah, you'll lose it. Nobody love you. Did y'all know that? And y'all don't love nobody. If you, and you're going to get to see that, and you're going to kick your own butt. Oh, I thought I loved my children. I thought I loved my Boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband. You ain't love them. Because if you love them, you would never get angry at them. You would never require anything from them. Nothing. Really. 
you would be you, he would be himself or she would be herself, and you would never require any. You don't love me. You would never say that because you would have love, and love would come through you to them. When you want love back in me, you don't have love. It's something wrong with you. And when you try to make somebody love you, and then they try to love you, that ain't loving you. That, uh, that is a piece of you because they have an agenda. They ain't just giving you the fake love with no return. As you were saying, no, they want something back. Exactly. <laughs> really. And so the war starts. Isn't that amazing? I, I, I wish, and, and, I want to, and then I'll tell you, and I think I saw some hands over here. Okay. And that's, I wish that you would stay on this path. And every human being have to go through if they want to overcome the preacher. Don't pay attention to titles. When a doctor, a preacher, or a professor, or a psychologist, a psychiatrist, or a counselor throw a title on you, give them the finger. <laughs> because what they're trying to do is put the title there so you'll see them in a different way. But if you didn't pay attention to titles, you would know you're just talking to another human being. You wouldn't be afraid to ask the doctor two or three questions. You know how the doctor don't like for you to ask more than one question? <laughs> it hurt his ego. You're asking too many questions. <laughs> he doesn't want you to know he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know. That's why he give you a pill and send you home. And now they send the, ph- the prescription over to the pharmacist and it's ready by the time you get there. And the pharmacist don't want to ask, well, what is this pill for? Well, just take it. They don't, people with degrees don't want you to know how dumb they are. But you don't trust yourself. And so when they put their title there, they control you with a title. It's just a dumb title. It just lets you know what type of work they do. That's it. But the person behind that title is an insecure, need to return to the father, man or woman. They're no different than you. Isn't that amazing? They had, and they had, oh God, they had the same problem with Christ. When Christ walked the earth healing, he was the light, he became the light of the world. And, and they were like, oh, you're wonderful, you're God, you're this, you're that. And Christ was like, no, shut up. He would run away from the people because they made him into a God. And he even said, no, it's not me, it's the Father in me. As the Father is in you. But they said, no, they didn't hear that part. It's not me. Greater works shall you do than I'm doing because the Father sent me. You could do the same thing, but they still made him a God. They still made him a God. And likewise, that's what you do with people with titles. You make them a God. And then when things don't go the way you think it should go, you blame them. Oh, I thought you were this and I thought you were that. Nobody made you think that but the devil. Don't, don't put anyone above you or below you. Just be you. Just be you. It's better being you than it is being anybody else. I love being me. And I wish that you would just get on this path and stay there. Become your own man, your own woman. You'll be amazed at what you might find. It's going to be amazing. And get rid of all your ideas about who God is and Jesus and all that. All your ideas are wrong. He's going to erase all your ideas about him. And then you shall know him. You will know him. 
It won't be intellectually. It'll be of the heart. You will know him. All right, I got to move fast now. Your hand? Yes, sir. This is kind of going back when you were making the comments about women and emotion in that story you gave. Yeah. So I've been just, you know, reflecting and thinking. It's, it's interesting how mothers, well, I guess single moms or just women in general, to the men that they should be dating and treating like a king or whatever, like maybe putting him in a high position, they give that to their son. And then I tend to tell, I, I, I don't tell women, but I, you know, I talk to my wife about it. When women give all that glory and make that son, you know, my son is my king. He's my yeah. this. He's my that. That son's going to grow up and you kind of, that mom screwed, you know, excuse my destroyed word, him. destroyed him. Yeah. Because the women his age are going to be like, I ain't your mama. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to treat you that way. So I think if women were to leave, moms were to leave their sons the heck alone, In all honesty, he would be just fine. Sons and daughters. Sons and daughters, but I feel right. more with son because then, then that son eventually turns into a man. And we all know that once men become a certain age, we're no longer loved unconditionally. That only women have that privilege, women and children, men don't. You have to become a value. So if that man is destroyed by his mom thinking, I, I deserve it all, my mama took care of me, she gave me this and that, now he's destroyed. Yeah. Now he's emasculated. Yeah. And then now women wonder, well, where are all the good men? Well, sorry, your moms and grandma screwed him up. Yeah. That's, this is my take it's on it because I feel like if they leave him alone, and let the dads do his business to the son, he'll become a man, and he'll become a man of value. Absolutely, man. And matter of fact, if, if, if they love their sons and daughters, they'll back off. They wouldn't impose their will on them at all. They would let them naturally grow up. They would back off. But a mama's love is so special. <laughs> it's the kind of love that stays with you until the day you die. <laughs> Amazing. So... So what do you think about all this with the glasses? What's your name again? Andy. Andy, what do you think about what you've heard? Um, just overall. Is it helpful? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. In, in what simple little way that is helpful for you today? Uh, I, I like questioning myself. And nice. You, you, you're very good. I think it's called the Socratic method. You, you, question, you have good questions. You know, and it makes me, it just... Uh, Encourages me to think and question myself. Um, that is the beginning, man. Yeah. To start questioning yourself, not someone else, but questioning you. Why am I like this? I used to be so weak in dealing with women. It was a mess. And then I started <laughs> to question, why am I so weak? And so I finally asked God to let me see. Why am I so, because I'm going to church, I read the Bible, I was doing all that stuff, and it wasn't happening. And gone down to the front of the church to accept Jesus. That didn't work. So I finally asked God, let me see what's wrong with me. And that's when things start to happen. You're absolutely right. Questioning yourself, not someone else. And the beauty about that, knowing thyself, you're going to understand everybody else. You're going to clearly see everybody else, what's going on with them. And you will never judge them. It would be impossible to judge. You would, The worst person on earth, you will not judge them because you will understand what's driving them. You would know. So you will, it would be impossible. You're right, man. Question it. Questioning, um, I like how you say, uh, watch your thoughts. Yeah. Be awareness. Yeah. Watch your thoughts. I mean, I heard, it's interesting because I've heard these things from uh, Alan Watts or some Hindu, Buddhist, like more Eastern, but I've never heard them put in to like a 
the Western Christianity yeah. type of words. They, they hit you different. They tend to you leave know. God out for some reason. And they, I don't know. They do. Taoism is more like universe, spirit of the universe or earth, mother earth. They'll call it everything but God. Yeah, they don't. Oh, it's the universe. The universe ain't doing nothing well, with you. They don't put a label on it. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to label it. They want to call it God, I guess. <laughs> what the? <laughs> yeah. That's a good. So, do, are you familiar with the silent prayer? I am familiar. Well, I, I have a silent prayer because of time. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. www.silentprayer.video, and Nick will give you a look. I want you to start doing that and so that. God would bring, these are the thoughts, he would bring you out of your thought. Those mm. thoughts, they're not yours. Mm. He would bring you out and you just see them and you'll just move on with your life and you'll be in and out because you've been doing it for so long. You'll fall in and out, but stay with it. As I told him, make it personal. I want to get better. I want my life. You know, I'm not going through this anymore. And you'll, be, you'll go in and out of them, but stay with it. And then eventually it'll be amazing, man. And, and once you start truly seeing, you can't go back because there's nothing to go back to. There's no future. There's no past. That stuff is an illusion. God is right here, right now, all the time. And so you, you, there would be nothing to look back to or look forward to. You would be satisfied living in the presence of God. And what Satan tried to do to you through thoughts, he wanted to bring you out of the presence of God. So he made you think there's a future or he made you think there's a past. And the moment you start thinking of those things, he got you because he cannot come into the presence of God. That's why he had to bring you out so he can control you. So you want to stay out of thoughts so you don't be into this fake illusion thinking that tomorrow's going to be better. Yesterday was so bad. Tomorrow will be better. Tomorrow ain't going to be no better. There is no tomorrow. It's just an illusion. So make sure you do it. Give it a good try. I will. All right? I will. Amazing. Any questions about anything? I know you're shy. I didn't want to speak before. Are you, you feel a little more relaxed? Let, can you hold the mic for me? <laughs> what are you afraid of? Just tell me. We all love you. We ain't no better. We're working our lives, too. What are you afraid of right now? The reason you don't want to speak. You feel shy about speaking. I just prefer to go to places a couple of times before I open up and share. I'm sorry. I just prefer to go to places a couple of times before I open up and share. But I enjoyed the beginning of everything, you know, especially a couple of points. Like it all kind of stems from, at least from what I gathered, stems from childhood, and you know, and you. You experience those things, so it, at least for me, it's kind of like ingrained. So I have a lot of things that I have to work through, yeah. um, everything, and then um, you know my emotions and how I respond to things. You know, shapes how everything begins and ends with me. So yes, there are circumstances that happen that you that are idealistic, you know, but it's important to realize how you respond to them. So there's some good things that I gained out of this. So thank you. When you overcome thought, you will overcome emotions and you will live a logical life. That doesn't mean you will go through life agreeing with everything everybody said and, and, and what they do. You just won't resent them for it. You won't be mad about it. You will be able to speak up for yourself. You just won't judge, meaning you won't be angry. Because anyone that has anger, has judgment, they're playing God. 
and you overreact to that. Do you have anger? Um, at this current moment, no. <laughs> Not right now, but it's in there, right? <laughs> do I have resentment? Yes. Yes. You do. And how did you become resentful? Because I allowed my anger to get to me. And at what age did you become angry? Mm, probably... I don't know. I'd have to think more about that. Do you so. ever remember not being angry? Uh, yeah. When? At what age were you not angry? Um, during childhood and most of my childhood and early adulthood, I think I was just very numb, to be honest. Numb. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you forgiven your mother for what she done to you? I'm in the process of working on that. We still need to have discussions <clears throat> and. Um, everything so what yeah. do you mean by have discussions um i guess it's like my power to be able to forgive her and other things that have happened in my life um but it would just be nice for her to take responsibility i guess and so you know maybe i just need to be comfortable with the idea that she'll never take responsibility and just accept that and move on um, but it would just still be do you, nice. do you, I really don't want to be talking right now, but hey, here we you're are. You're doing well. Don't you see how amazing you're doing? <laughs> you're surprised at how amazing the first time. But let me ask you this. Why do you need her to take responsibility? Why do you need that from her? Just because I, I want uh, an apology. I just want her to apologize. That's, that's all. Why? Because I just, I don't know, I would like to think about these things. So, Or maybe you and I can have a one-on-one. There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't want to get into your private stuff, so don't put your private personal business out there. But I do want to tell you this. You don't need her to admit anything. You don't need her to apologize to anything. You don't need her to take responsibility at all. That's a lie from the imagination, which is of the devil, right? You need to see that. I can't, I'm angry, I'm emotional, I'm out of control, and I don't want to be this way. I'm wrong for being angry. And then forgive her for what she's done. She couldn't help it because her mother did it to her and so on and so on. And when you forgive her, God will forgive you. And he'll take that anger, that spirit away from you, and you'll be free. She doesn't need to admit to anything. You just need to admit for being wrong for resenting her. She couldn't help it. And so you go to her and say, hey, uh, you know, once you really see it for yourself, hey, mother, um, you know what? I, I, I've been checking myself out. I'm as bad as you. As a matter of fact, I'm just like you. And I can't help myself. And that helped me to realize you can't help yourself because I don't want to be this way, but I can't help it. So I realized you can help yourself. I'm sorry for resenting you. And then that's why God said, go and forgive Don't ask them to forgive you. You forgive them. I'm sorry for resenting you. That's what forgiveness is. And when you forgive them, he said he will forgive you. Forgive and I shall forgive you, right? He'll set you free. And all that crappy stuff you've been dealing with will disappear. And your mother will still be crazy. She'll still be hurt, but you won't resent her anymore. If if you want to hang around her, you will. If you don't, you won't. If you want to, whatever you want, you'll be free from her to be yourself. So apologize to her for resenting her. 
Mother, I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize you can't help it. And if she said, oh, daughter, why are you trying to forgive me? I ought to be forgiving you. She doesn't need to forgive you because everything you've done up to this point was because of her. You took on her identity. You have not been yourself. And so if she said, oh, I need to be forgiving you, look what you did to me. She made you do that because she recreated her image. If she said, well, it was your daddy. Don't, don't worry about that. If she started crying, you just look at her acting out like you're looking at a crazy movie. Like, wow, let me get some popcorn. This is crazy. <laughs> and then if she fall out and die, let's say that she gets so angry over that she fall out and die, right? You're like, wow, mama did. <laughs> I wonder if she had any insurance. <laughs> and then go in the kitchen and look right next to the drawer that has the, the silverware. The insurance paper is there. <laughs> Turn it in, have a cheap funeral, and go live your life. But you will go free. She doesn't need to take responsibility. You need to take responsibility for resenting her. It's not about her, it's about you. That makes sense? Yes. It, I can't hear you. Yes. So will you smoke on that? Will you think about it? I'm sorry? Yes. See that? That wasn't so hard, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I want, you to, I want you to give the silent prayer a chance to all the new people. Start doing the silent prayer so God can calm you down. You've been racing with thoughts all your life. And the thoughts are your enemy. They're not your friend. And so he'll calm you down. He'll start bringing you out of that darkness. Give that a try. Let me know what you think. And if you do want private counseling, we, de- we definitely provide that as well. All right. Uh, any questions about that? No, from you. Any questions about anything? No? Anything I've said that you disagree with? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> no. I'm okay. Learn to speak up. We're not going to black line matter you here. <laughs> uh, you don't want to do it? But is there one thing, you, don't tell me what it is, one thing you disagree with or don't quite understand? You don't have to say what it is. No? Nice. <laughs> All right. We have enough. Nice. Uh, You've you done well. That's the beginning of your freedom. It really is. It's abnormal to be shy like that, but I understand it. Uh, your first time too, right? And anything I've said you disagree with, was this helpful for you a little bit? Um, yeah, this was helpful. There's a lot of things that you said that are kind of aligned with how I'm trying to practice living. Um, uh, she told me, I had no idea what to expect. She said, it's a, I forgot it was a church. I'm sorry, I cursed. I, That's all right. That's you know, the, the setting, you. it's a no. different setting. Um, so I didn't know what to expect. I said, take it as an experience. And it's right been on. a good experience. It was helpful a little bit. Yes. I want you to, have, did she tell you about the silent prayer yet? I don't think so. Okay, I want you to start doing that. Be, you can still do your hoop and holler and pray. Oh, Lord, help me. No, I don't do that. Oh, good. I don't, I don't do that. Right. I don't and do just, nothing. All right. And just be still <laughs> and do nothing. Watch those thoughts. All right. Um, who else the first time? Oh, okay. Um, so the biblical question was, are you in control of your life? Anybody in control of their life? Nobody? You are? And how are you in control? 
by being aware that I'm not in control. Amazing. Nice. We are not in control of anything. We are weak. And we are pathetic. Really. We are weak. And you can know that you're weak without feeling weak. It's enough to just know it. That way, you don't, the devil don't make you try to change yourself. Right? It's enough. I'm weak. And then the light will take over. God will take over. But as long as you think you're strong, the devil got you. And, and again, you don't have to feel like you're weak. That's just another deception. It's enough to know you can't change anything about yourself. All right? So, uh, brand new biblical question. Are you afraid of evil people? Are you afraid of evil people? That's the biblical question. And one person want to respond. Are you afraid of evil people? Um, am I afraid of evil people? No. You're not? No. And why not? Um, because I, in the past, have been an evil person. So I know what to expect, pretty much, and... No, I'm not afraid. Okay. I mean, that's just, it's not, they're not being themselves. I mean, they're just acting out some, what you know, anger or whatever they're, they're doing. Okay. But no, I'm not afraid of evil people. Interesting. Are you afraid of evil people? I would say no. You say no? Yeah. And why not? I mean, like she said very well, like, People are people, and people are just going through issues, and they're just acting out. All right. It's not quite themselves. One last person behind you want to respond. Are you afraid of evil people? Me? Yes. Uh, in some ways, yeah. Some, uh, 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 some ways, yeah. I mean, uh, especially with coworkers, my goodness. Satanic Sabina, okay? <laughs> you still afraid of her? Uh, no, I've, I've, she's changed and I've changed. No, you haven't. I've changed so... You only feel better because she's changed, but you're still the same way. Uh, yeah, I mean... Another evil woman can come in there and you're still going to run. Uh, she's a character. <laughs> <laughs> and so do you realize it's not her, but it's you, the problem with you? It's hard dealing with someone so so obsessive. I mean, I just, I'm not used to having a coworker that is just butts in, just like, get out of my space. My God, you're married. Leave me alone. Amazing. Right, you know? <laughs> All right. Okay. What the? Okay. Anyway, stay with the silent prayer. Be still and let God's will be done. Become your own man, your own woman. You don't want to be a, a, a groupie. You want to be an individual. There's nothing like it, all right? So stay with it, stay with it. Make it personal. You want your life to change. Wish everybody else well, but you become an individual, all right? Stay with it, stay with it, and stay with it. Uh, we are doing the show tomorrow, uh, even though it's a holiday, I think, but it's a socialist day or something. <laughs> Isn't it a social holiday? Socialist day? Work off or something? But anyway, we will be doing a live show tomorrow, all right? If you need counseling, go to www.rebuildingtheman.com. Uh, oh, what? Rebuildingtheman.com. Oh, rebuildingtheman.com. Thank you, Nick. Rebuildingtheman.com or call 800-411-2663. And stay there. Stay on the, it's going to be amazing. I'm telling you. I'm a witness. 
stay there. I've been doing it 33 years now. Stay there, stay there. It's going to be amazing. All right. Have a good week. And you guys have a good week. It was amazing today. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, Nick coming for the...